Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, April 8th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, we haven't really spoken, at least not like this, um, since uh, all this craziness has started. How are you and your uh, family doing up in New York? Uh, doing well, doing well. Uh, you know, we're hunkered down and, uh, and things are... Um, you know, we're all we're all kind of stressed, but everybody's healthy. That is the the best possible outcome of yeah. this right now. So, um, well, I've sent my best to you and Laura and the kids and everybody else. So uh, glad to finally get a chance to talk to you vocally. We text all the time, but uh, nice to talk to you now. Um, I did want to let everybody know that we had a, if you hadn't noticed, we did not have a Today on Broadway on Tuesday. Instead, we had a Tell Me More episode when I spoke to the uh, acting legend, Linda Lavin. Um, the interview was supposed to be about her new album, Love Letters, which is wonderful, and you should all uh, get it and listen to it when your financial situation allows. But because of the pandemic and the shelter in place and everything that's going on, we spent a lot of our conversation talking about that. Um, she was also set to uh, be one of the stars of the new off-Broadway musical Bedwetter, which was being written by Adam Schlesinger. We spoke the day after he passed away. Um, so she had not worked with him much uh, as of yet, had only met him once or twice. Um, but she, as you would expect from someone of her stature, had tremendous insight into the world that we're living in now. Um, but we did talk about some other fun things in there as well. So highly recommend that if you have a chance to uh, to listen to that. It did go out on our Patreon uh, before it hit the regular feed. So if you want to get all of these fun interviews and maybe not so fun interviews at times, um, head over to patreon.com slash Broadway radio uh, now. And I do want to give a little bit of a, um, a scheduling update, James, because this Sunday is Easter. NBC will not be airing an episode of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist this Sunday. Mm, yeah. So episode 10 will come out on Sunday the 19th. So that is when Jennifer McHugh and I's next recap episode will be coming out at 10.01 p.m. Eastern time on the 19th. So plan your schedules <laughs> uh, accordingly for that. Our, and uh, uh, we have to do one more piece of business. We have to make sure, Eric, can you hear me? Eric. Eric. Yeah, did, did you get him straightened out? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make it my life's work to make sure that he can hear us again. Awesome. All right. So uh, first up in the news, uh, give us a COVID-19 theatrical impact update. All right. So, James, on Monday, the Society of London Theatre announced that the West End's theaters will remain closed until June. Their house is closed on March 16th and will now be dark until at least May 31st. James, while the Broadway League has not yet made a similar announcement to extend the Broadway closing beyond next week, on Monday, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo announced that he was extending the closure of all non-essential businesses through April 29th. Now, James, you and I have talked off air about this, about some of the reasons why um, the Broadway League has not yet made their version of this announcement, everything from union negotiations to uh, insurance and a ton of other things. But while everybody realizes that Broadway shows are not resuming next week, um, there are some reasons that they should make some sort of announcement for the betterment of the audiences. The Until there's an official cancellation announcement, 
Some theaters, some shows, and most secondary ticketing outlets won't begin the arduous refund process. So a lot of people need money right now. If they've spent hundreds of dollars on theater tickets, I, I you know, for them, it would be really nice uh, to get those reset refunds sooner rather than later. But the longer that they wait to make this announcement, the longer that process will be. I, I don't know how big of a determining factor is in their calculus of when to make this make a, you know, official announcement is James. Um, but I think for the betterment of all involved, um, I, I hope that they come to some sort of agreement um, on what to formally say publicly as soon as humanly possible. Yeah, I I didn't even think about the the refund aspect of it, uh, but that's totally true. You know, people uh, need to get that money back into their accounts, and that would be really great if um, if some decision was made sooner than later. I, I think that. Uh, both you and I are, are hearing rumblings that uh, there is something coming. Mm-hmm. Don't know when, but I, it's soon. I thought it would have happened already, to be honest with you. Yeah, no. It just, you know, if they can make it a one-handed catch, that'd be great. Yeah. All right. So uh, next up, theatrical cancellations and postponements. Yeah. Ugh, the other not as mm, exciting yeah. part of this whole thing. But, James, there are a new batch of cancellations, starting with another um, Broadway show from a not-for-profit company as the Manhattan Theater Company announced that they were postponing the Broadway premiere of Paula Vogel's Pulitzer Prize-winning play, How I Learned to Drive. The show is set to reunite the original stars, Mary Louise Parker and David Morris, with their original director, Mark Brokaw. Um, I believe this show played originally off-Broadway uh, 15 years ago or, or something like that, maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's been a long, long time. Um, but it's, uh, good to know that Manhattan theater club is still looking to bring that, uh, to the stage. They say that they are currently finalizing plans to include the show in their 2020, 2021 season. Now, speaking of Pulitzer Prize winning works, the 2020 Pulitzer Prizes have now been delayed by two weeks. The prizes for journalism, books, drama and music will now be announced on Monday, May 14th. I believe it's at 3 p.m. via a live stream. Uh, Now, James, another awards ceremony announced a change to its plans as the 65th annual Obie Awards have been postponed. And according to a press release, they are being reconceived as a virtual event with awards being handed out for shows that opened between May 1st of 2019 and March 12th of 2020. Complete details, including its new date and times, will be announced in the coming weeks. And uh, finally, in this section, James Clubbed Thumb announced that the 25th annual Summer Works Festival, originally scheduled to run from May 15th through July 1st, will now be scheduled for later in the year. Now, James, Ashley and I have talked about this quite a bit as these things have been coming out. Um, but I am glad to hear that so many of these are being considered postponements and schedule changes and all those kind of things rather than outright cancellations. Uh, so Howard learned to drive 1997, 23 years Great. ago. Googly moogly. Googly wow. moogly. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, and Mary Louise Parker, I just looked at a picture of it while you were chatting because I don't really listen to you when we do no, these things. We've well-established. Well yes, established. exactly. You know, but Mary Louise Parker, she'll always beat you out for my attention. But she looks exactly the same 23 yeah. years ago as today. David Morse. I was a big fan of him in, in, in House. Did you watch House? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, not the entire run, but yeah, yeah. I do. 
did see him in that. I mean, he's like one of those guys who's been in everything, everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, just he's just always there. Hey, have you heard anything about Shakespeare in the Park for the summer? I don't know if uh, uh, it's been talked about or officially announced unofficially. Or... Um, I know that earlier this week, um, the public theater canceled all of its events through like May something else. We're yeah. not really talking mm-hmm. yeah, about I heard like, that. something yeah. specific. Um, I would imagine I, I, I there are I mean, if you're not in New York or not noticing some of the news, they are using Central Park as like. Uh, well, the north part of Sheep's Meadow, yeah. North part yeah. of Sheep's Meadow, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine, even though those are very different parts of the park, like to just imagine them doing any kind of Shakespeare in the Park while that is happening seems no, no, uncertainly. to me. But yeah. I, I don't think that there's been an official announcement yet, but I can only imagine that my guess would be that they will not have Shakespeare in the Park at all this year. Um, and it, just because by the time things... I mean, maybe they push it to Shakespeare in the park in the fall, but that's not yeah. how those this thing normally works. But who knows? Yeah, we'd have to make some Broadway radio blankets available to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do we have in the theater's response to COVID-19? Okay, more stuff. Um, James, in this section, we've got a ton of really exciting things. So let's start on the relief efforts first. Earlier this week, the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences donated $6 million to support motion picture employees and their families financially affected by the current health crisis. $4 million of those dollars will be distributed between the Actors Fund and the Motion Picture and Television Fund. The Academy will then send the other $2 million to the Academy Foundation to support its grants program. This is not all that dissimilar from what Netflix did. Um, So we certainly appreciate those moves as well. Then yesterday, the American Theater Wing outlined the first phase of its COVID-19 response effort. Their plans include a theater artists relief fund, a national rapid relief fund for regional theaters, and a whole slew of virtual masterclasses. We will have a link in the show notes if you would like more details on all of those things. And now, James, let's turn our attention to announcements of shows, programs, and concerts that will be coming to a streaming platform of some sort in the very near future. First, in a really, really cool move, and one that's probably going to finally get me over the hump to subscribe to Audible, the Williamstown Theater Festival announced on Tuesday that they will be uh, moving forward with their summer season, but not in Williamstown, but instead in audio form. Casting uh, and audio release dates will be announced later, but the shows that were announced and are still part of this press release uh, include A Streetcar Named Desire with Bobby Cannavale, Carla Gugino, and Audrey McDonald, the world premiere of Leslie Headland's Cult of Love with Dylan Baker, Kate Burton, Michael Esper, uh, Chris Lowell, Taylor Schilling, and more, Photograph 51 with Anna Klumsky, the world premiere of Sanaz Tusi's Wish You Were Here, the world premiere of Shakina Nafox, uh, Chunburi International Hotel and Butterfly Club with Nafak, uh, Kate Bornstein and Annie Gold, and the world premiere of Daniel Goldstein and Don Landis's musical Row, and the world premiere of Stacey O.C. Kufour's Animals. Now, James, we have long talked about Audible's impressive investment in the theater space, uh, and this is really an incredible partnership, and they these two are both huge movers and shakers in the 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 industries that they are and this seems like a great way to address the situation that we're currently in yeah i saw this press release come across and i was like wow this is really uh this is really 
impressive out of the box thinking and and amazing that people are putting this much money into these projects uh yeah. i really love it and and, it, and what a what a bonus for all of us out here that are just dying to you know get more theater into our lives even if it's virtually Yep, absolutely. All right, let's move on. We learned earlier this week that the NT Live presentation of Phoebe Waller-Bridge's Fleabag will be available for streaming in the U.S. via Amazon Video for about five bucks. It will be available for just two weeks, beginning on Friday. So uh, head over to Amazon. Um, this will benefit COVID-19 relief efforts and the Soho Theater where Fleabag originated over in London. Also launching on Friday will be the Broadway production of Bandstand exclusively available to stream on Playbill. It will be available from April 10th at 8 p.m. New York time through April 17th, and you can stream it for just $6.99 with a portion of the proceeds going to the Actors Fund. They will also have special interviews with the show's stars and creators, and there will be a live uh, watch party on Twitter this Saturday night on April 11th. James, I didn't get to see Bandstand on stage, but I did see it when this exact same capture was in motion theater or motion uh, or movie theaters via Fathom Events, and I enjoyed it far more than I was anticipating. Um, so I highly recommend if you have not seen Bandstand uh, to take advantage of this because this is a, a great capture and a really really underappreciated show in my humble opinion. Uh, you know, anytime you could see Laura Osnes, you know. Well, you go for Laura. I'm going to go for Beth Level. <laughs> Not I, I, it's a Sophie's choice. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. All right. In some other streaming news, Fifty Four Below at Home has added more shows to their upcoming schedule, including the Jonathan Larson Project, which will be uh, streaming on Thursday, April sixteenth at six thirty p.m. And in a really exciting move, our friends over at Curtain Call in London will be hosting a series of readings on their site. The press release reads, quote, these are not just script in hand recitations. The creatives and technicians will help create one off live productions that will be presented and streamed through video conferencing platform Zoom. The shows will provide paid work for creative and technicians and proceeds will go to a different charity for each reading. The first series uh, will feature one of my faves, Jenna, don't call me Louise Coleman, <laughs> Denise Guff, David Morrissey and more. Once all of those final details, including dates and times, um, are uh, announced, we will let you know. I spoke with uh, John just a little bit through uh, DM on Tuesday after that announcement was made, James, and it's very, very exciting. So um, very proud of them and very interested to see what they're able to come up with. You know, um, maybe you and Ashley talked about it a couple of weeks ago. The New York Times had uh... – uh, theater podcast recommendations. Did, did did you talk about it with Ashley on the air? I did not see that. I did not even see the article. No. Wow. Well, you know, they neglected to talk about Broadway radio, which is fine because you know we're given. You know, we're, we're <laughs> of course we right. Be, but yeah. but um, uh, in fact, uh, Hamilcast uh, Jillian uh, was named as a uh, one of the six podcasts theater podcasts to listen to, and Curtain Call. Curtain Call was uh, was the uh, was named as the best podcast to listen to from the New York Times concerning theater and uh, just what they've done over there. It, you know, we've we've talked about it so much. They're they're just doing 
work Such that's be, beyond beyond the pale. If you are not listening to the Curtain Call podcast, then shame on you. You should be. Yeah. One other thing here, James, American Theater has a new list of shows that you are able to stream online from different oh. regional theater companies around the country. If you want to check that out this past weekend, I actually watched two shows. I watched uh, Rattlesticks, the siblings play yeah, and yeah, yeah. the American Conservatory Theater's Gloria. Both uh, had to be watched by Sunday. I put it off to the last minute. Um, so you can't watch them anymore. Uh, but they were both really, really well done. Siblings play was just a messy emotional show but it was fantastic and i've talked about gloria before i love that show um and to see it in a really really high level production was fantastic so i really enjoyed that i'm really enjoying the opportunity to see shows like this it's not the same as being in a theater mm -hmm. but it's still pretty awesome uh, on monday evening did you get to see lips together teeth apart on broadway.com no, um, I did not, but I have it saved, uh, the YouTube page saved uh, uh, in a tab on my browser that I will be watching as soon as I have the opportunity to do so. Excellent. If you're a listener out there and uh, you've seen it, uh, you know, add us on Twitter or Facebook or email or smoke signals, however you can get to us. Let us know what you thought about that. I have not watched it either. I got tied up on Monday evening just as I was going to sit down to do that. And so I missed it. So uh, I'd love to hear some reviews on it. Speaking yeah. of recommendations, what are our feel-good recommendations? We should have a theme for this, uh, like have a, a little, jingle or something. Yeah, a little jingle, a little intro. We can do that. Headlines. <laughs> uh, my favorite of all time for like a buffer or a, a sounder for something like this was on the old Conan O'Brien show. Mm -hmm. In the year 2000, yeah. in the year 2000, they like started doing that in the 90s and then kept doing it. After the year okay. 2000, which was amazing and so perfectly on brand for Conan O'Brien. But anyway, James, we have three uh, recommendations that are ironically incredibly similar. They all include current or former cast members from Broadway shows reuniting via Zoom or wh whatever kind of platform and singing a song from their show. The first one is the current Broadway cast from Jagged Little Pill singing Thank You, which is appropriate. The next um, happened on, I think, the CBS morning show, um, and it featured an intro from Actors Fund president or chairman or whatever his title is, Brian, uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell, but it was actually 80 former cast members from the show beautiful as well as musicians as well you had everybody from jesse mueller who does not do things like this very often but as well as other original stars anika larson jared specter and then some of the bigger names from the show's run like jessica keenan Wynn, kara Lindsay, and many many more they also had a very nice surprise at the end of the video uh, so check that one out and then the one that I'm going to finish with, which I'm sure that everybody already knows about, so it's almost silly for me to bring it up. But if you did not watch, if you well, if you aren't watching John Krasinski's Some Good News, he's only done two episodes, but it is just so I'm such a big fan of John Krasinski um, as a human being. I've never watched The Office, uh, but I he just seems like a normal good dude. Um, and he started just he decided he was going to do a YouTube show just talking about good stuff. And in the second episode, he spoke to a young girl, a nine year old from Florida who was supposed to see Hamilton on Broadway. And obviously this 
craziness happened. She was not able to. Instead, she watched Lin-Manuel Miranda in Mary Poppins Returns, which also happens to star John Krasinski's wife, Emily Blunt. So she did a Skype thing or a Zoom thing with the young lady. So she was talking to uh, Emily Blunt and in Emily Blunt, you know, comedic fashion, she kind of puts down Lin-Manuel Miranda and then Lin-Manuel Miranda shows up in the chat. And then as he's talking, you start hearing the little boop, boop, boop of other people coming in. And Lynn is singing um, the opening song from Hamilton and the rest of the original company, or I'm sure it's not everybody, but most of the original company starts popping in to sing their song. They're part of the song complete with the ensemble. Um, you had Leslie Odom Jr., who has a lot more hair than he did when he yeah. was on Broadway. <laughs> um, Chris Jackson, David Diggs, uh, Anthony Ramos, um, Renelis Goldsberry, Philippa Sue, uh, uh, Jasmine Cephas Jones, a ton of folks. Uh, it was just wonderful. I had tears streaming down my face. It was such a lovely moment um, for this, this young lady to see all of these people just show up. Um, it was very, very cool. And it was great to hear these people singing these songs, even though obviously they were not in the same place at the same time. Um, so definitely check all of those out. It was, it was a really lovely thing, James. It was really wonderful. I loved watching that video and, and so well edited together. There's so much work that goes into those things that people don't realize. This is oh, not, absolutely. this is not a, an amateur production happening there. It was just amazing. What a wonderful way to go out. So, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us. And wash your hands. Be well. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, stay inside. Uh, stay inside. And uh, Matt, me, Ashley, various come other back. people, we'll, we'll come back and talk with you soon. 